What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to episode 183 of Fourth and John. This is an emergency podcast. This is kind of like the day that we kind of not have we been all been in a positive light, uh, but in, in a you know in a negative light. I think it, it, it's the day. It is the day. Carson Wentz has been traded. Uh, I know some pl- some people are really in their fields. Um, obviously, we, we, we've been waiting for this. Um, but at the end of the day, you got you got to look at this uh, organization. You got to look at what they're doing, uh, the moves that they're making. Um, we're like three years removed, uh, almost four years removed from the Super Bowl. And this team has been kind of dismantled. Uh, you're losing a franchise quarterback. You, you drafted a quarterback uh, last year in the second round. Uh, you named it the QB factory. Um, it's not the QB factory. It's the laughing factory right now. We are the, the laughing yeah. stock. The NFL right now. You talk about Houston Texans. Texans. Uh, we are the Philadelphia Eagles, but we're 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 there right now. So I think uh, it's been a collapse. It's been a huge failure by the front office for us to even be here. Uh, Mr. Uh, Evan Hurd made a point that uh, Carson Wentz has been riding with this podcast. We started the podcast when he was drafted, so uh, it, it hurts the heart that Carson Wentz is not here. Not going to be here with us anymore. Uh, at the end of the day, you, you can sit here and say, Carson Wentz, if his story was meant to be to help us get to a Super Bowl, help his team go on a playoff run, uh, and, and him being a part of that, uh, if that was his story and the football gods wanted that to be, let it be. Uh, he, we got a Super Bowl that year. He was a part of that. And for that, we say thank you. Um, but this is the reality. This is the, the reality here. Carson Wentz is traded, and we are now left to pick up the pieces, my guy. So, uh, I mean, Evan, how, starting off with you, Evan, I mean, how are you feeling right off the bat? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, uh, We all were anticipating this day to finally come. It's been talked about for months at this point. And to finally see what the return that we're going to be getting is, it's uh, it's laughable. Um, I think that everybody in that is a Philadelphia Eagles fan, everybody that's in this room right here, we were all very disappointed to see what we got in return for Carson Wentz. Albeit, I mean, he had a uh, not a great year last year. I mean, you, here it is right here. Uh, the Colts acquire Wentz in exchange for a 2021 third round pick and a conditional 2022 second round pick. 
Uh, the second round pick will turn into a first round pick if one of the two following conditions are met. Wentz plays at least 75% of the Colts' offensive snaps, or if Wentz plays 70% of the Colts' offensive snaps and Indianapolis makes the playoffs in the coming year. Um, so th- to me, that that says two things. Uh, one, A, we didn't get enough. We couldn't even get two twos for Carson. Uh, B is like, even if we end up getting that first round pick next year, that is going to depend on Carson Wentz doing well this following year. And if Carson Wentz does well, that means the Indianapolis Colts are going to do well. And that pick is going to be in the back end of the first round. And if we don't get that pick, it's going to be a second round pick. Uh, it's pretty disgraceful. I'm not going to lie. And I'm looking at, at at Howie Roseman and I'm just sitting here and I am so disturbed. I am turned off. I am just bothered by the fact that this man still has a job in Philadelphia. I, I mean, uh, Gail, you always open up the show with a quote. I mean, I've got one and I don't know who is the person that originally came up with it. I think it's just one of those old wives, uh, ta- not old wives tales, but one of those just old sayings. A blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. That's exactly what happened in the 2017 season. Howie Roseman got lucky. The stars aligned. We got a Super Bowl. I'm thankful for it. Uh, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't trade the Super Bowl for the world. But like Howie Roseman got it right one time, and he's been here for two decades. It's gone on too long, man. And uh, I, I've been saying it this entire offseason. I stand in the camp of if Howie Roseman is here, this shit ain't going to work. That's where I'm at. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, how are you feeling? Uh, <laughs> a little perturbed myself. Uh, you know, we thought maybe we could get a couple second round picks. Um, Gail, you were one that mentioned, you know, you wanted a first and a third. Well, uh, it could almost work out to be that way. Uh, a little upset at first uh, when you first see that it's a third round pick this year. You're like, damn, I was really hoping to work a little magic in this year's draft. Uh, but look, this is a few year rebuild we're looking at. So, um, you're going to save cap 30 mil next year with Carson. So I'm trying to look at the positive here. Uh, but the negative is Howie Roseman's still here. And what did we talk about all last year? That if Howie Roseman was still here, then we were all going to be very pissed. So look at all the faces here and realize that yeah, we're not happy. I'm not happy. Uh, but if it turns into a first round pick, I guess we'll all be rooting for Carson a little bit. Uh, stay healthy, young man. Best of luck <laughs> to you. But uh, let's get that first. And I, I just, you know, the comment that Aaron just said, Howie's on the hot seat now. So ah, let's see if he drafts a quarterback this year or what he's going to do to piss us all off. Uh, but I'm, I'm reeling right now, Gail. I'm reeling. Uh, just, it's just We were waiting for it, but it's happened. So. Yeah. Chris, Chris, how you feeling? Whew. I mean, on day, day two of the draft, uh, at pick 53, as soon as they announced that they are taking Jalen Hurts, um, we were all live and we gave our reactions. And I said, I just had a feeling – uh, some of it was information we were being told, but mostly just a gut feeling that Carson's time in Philadelphia was coming to a close and that if they were taking a quarterback that high, that they were losing faith in him and that they were starting to move the process and they kind of flipped the sand timer and saying like Carson's time is going to be done. I thought it was going to be maybe next year, but obviously now he's not here anymore. I mean, it, it's it's it just shows you how much that how we didn't want him on the team that we're taking – uh, still taking a $33 million cap hit this year to get rid of him. And we're only getting a third round pick this year. And obviously like people are saying, well, hopefully we get a conditional first next year, but that stems off him being pretty successful in uh, Indianapolis. So it's one of those things where like people are like, I don't want to root for him. Like he's not wearing green anymore. Like, like 
screw him. He didn't want to play for the city, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's going off different ports, but it's like you want him to do well there because then we uh, are the benefactors of a better pick. That being said, and hopefully how he hits on these picks, people don't really have much faith in it. I mean, the big thing was we've been, I've been bracing for last year that Carson's time was going to end here. I didn't want it to. I'm a huge advocate of him on and off the field. I think he uh, has done wonders here. Uh, obviously, no one's perfect, but the, the guy fights. I mean, uh, it, it's unfortunate that with like, the injuries and everything and the way it, it all turned out, but if there's no Carson Wentz, there's no Super Bowl. I'm not wearing the sweatshirt. A lot of us don't have a lot of the stuff uh, hanging in our houses or uh, the shirts on our back without him. And it's unfortunate. I mean, it, it sucks, though, because on Tuesday, um, people kind of like tip, tipped me off that Carson was indeed going to Indianapolis soon. And I didn't want to break the story because it, it directly went back to people. And the whole thing was people are really mad at Carson for not talking during uh, the period. But people don't really uh, put in consideration that like even normal businesses, uh, people can't really talk. Like maybe he signed a non-disclosure, can't really say that, but like maybe Carson was so quiet because he couldn't talk and that he being the guy that he is, was just trying to let things uh, run as smoothly as possible. Um, let uh, Howie and his agents handle it. I mean, it's unfortunate. Hopefully the Eagles hit on these picks and move forward and get out of the, uh, the cat mess and PR mess because everyone's looking at us and kind of laughing because even if Jalen Hurts end, ends up being successful, even if the Eagles ends up being successful in the, last, in the next couple of years, people are going to be pointing at us saying, like, you really flop with the Carson Wentz stuff. You can blame him. You can blame Howie. But this is a really mismanagement when you're taking a $33 million hit with this. Yeah. I mean, someone who else who can talk and drive at the same time. Soko in the uh, Batmobile <laughs> right now. Uh, he is he's pulled he's pulled over and he decided to jump on the pod uh, because that's how serious it is. Yeah, I, I mean, it's. Uh, I want to go back to Aaron's comment. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed me shaking my head. Uh, he said that you know uh, how in the hot seat now, and what I think this really did was buy Howie at least three to four three to five more years honestly no everybody's no everybody's saying <laughs> i'm with you i'm a howie hater myself but let's be honest as soon as carson Wentz got traded we were accepting the fact that we were going into a rebuild a rebuild is not a retool we're not going to retool in one offseason and be competitive yeah. in 2021 so if we're being honest with ourselves you know let's hope for Carson's health and then you know maybe we'll be competitive next year with the two first round picks or after that season um but basically what trading Carson said to me was that they're embracing that rebuild and how his job is safe for the next three to five years. And that's upsetting. Um, I know I've been the biggest advocate of fire Howie on the timeline. Uh, I did a full 10 years thread of every draft pick that he's missed on the timeline and then put it out in an article. Like I understand how frustrated everybody is with Howie, but he's going to be here for, like I said, the next three to five years, regardless. Yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully Tim can keep it real for us. Shout out to Tim uh, in the chat here. Yeah, you know, I mean, on, on the show here. I got to kind of echo every, what everyone else is saying. Like, this this just wasn't a very good trade. We didn't get very good value. You're thinking about trading a starting caliber quarterback, obviously, at the minimum. Like, he's probably a franchise quarterback, but he's at least a starting caliber. And then w with the draft picks, like, we want him to do well next year so we can get that first round pick. But then that's also just going to kind of welcome that debate of like, did he do better just because he was surrounded by 
the, le- the level of skill that the Colts have, or did he do better just because he's not as bad a quarterback as he looked in 2020? So that's a situation where you just trade a guy that's having success. So it's, the t- it's again, it's that like typical Eagles thing where they get rid of someone, they just have a ton of success. They do have an offensive line, like one of the comments said. So I, I agree that's going to be a huge factor. So it's going to be interesting to see what ends up being of that second pick. But, man, a second-round pick this year would have been huge because, you know, Howie has a history of missing on those third-round picks. <laughs> so it's going to be I mean, I mean, at this point in time, it's kind of like, you know, you, we, we as a fan base are like, where do we go from here? Um, yeah. And then when you look at this organization, you're like, do they have the mental – uh, fortitude to actually get us back uh, in, in contention to pl- be playing for championships. Um, and I think it's it, – what I say they're imploding from within, it's something like that. I think uh, when your players are not starting to trust the, the management, um, when you, you're having uh, a place where coaches are starting to leave because, hey, I'll take a year off better than deal with this shit. Um, or just thinking about like future potential players wanting to come play in Philly. Um, you're going to have to, we talked about changing the culture of this locker room, but we, we, you need to start t- t- changing the culture of this front office. And like, as much as the heat has been on Howard Roseman, but the, the heat needs to be turned up like 110% on Jeffrey Lurie. I know you, you, this, this beautiful stadium you have behind us as our background is a beautiful, uh, but and you built this place. You got us a Super Bowl a couple years ago, but look, it is what it is. Uh, in the present day, uh, your your team and your um, the way that you're perceived across the NFL is becoming a joke. So, and you're you you're starting to allow Howie Roseman to do things. Uh, then then people start a question like, how much is Jeffrey Lurie involved? And a lot of these moves, and that could be, that could be a reason for the uh, the bad seasons in the last couple of years. And some of these players that have been picked is Howie Roseman, a guy that just is actually the, the, the talking piece for Jeffrey Lurie. Because the word that I got from uh, one player had said that he had never seen a GM and an owner meddle as much as he as he's ever saw in his 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 career. Um, and here we are. Um, so. It's 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 interesting. Are you guys? Uh, I mean, what is the next? What is the next move here? Does, oh. does someone? Does Kelsey? Well, I think Kelsey we retire? hold her. Kelsey's oh, yeah. retiring. Yeah. I think we Kelsey's hold Jeffrey Lurie. I know he's the owner. So how, what do you do? You know, it's his team. But it's like nobody wants to put him on the hot seat. And it's like you've allowed, like Gail said, Howie and him to meddle like that. Look what it's doing to our team. These guys aren't football guys. Uh, this isn't Madden. So I'm pretty pissed off that we're in a situation like this. And this is a complete rebuild. As I said earlier, you know, this isn't something, you know, that's just going to be, oh, whatever. That's why it's a third. And then maybe a first round next year, because obviously they're not putting too much stock into it. Um, I just think this is really sad to come to terms with because, you know, we all want to see our Eagles win. But uh, I'm hopeful for Nick Sirianni and the staff, whatever they do with this draft. Uh, I'm just trying. I feel bad for him to be put in this situation but uh, I'm just trying to be hopeful for my team regardless, but I know it's not going to be fun next few years. Now, I was going to say, I'm definitely. London. Okay. Oh, go, ahead. Go, go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, I'm kind of with Soko with what he said. Um, I think that Howie might be with us for a little bit, even if we do bad, 
because he's just like he's that cockroach. He just he survives everything. He survives it's Jeffrey's lapdog, man. He survives when the team's good. And like like Gail just said, they both meddle so much. It's like they're connected to each other. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of with I'm kind of with Soko on that. I think we might be stuck with them, and I hate it because I'm a fire yeah. howie guy all the way. Well, Tim, we talked about it all year with Fourth and John. Every pregame show, that was our biggest fear, and sure enough, he's still here. And, and now we have, we have we have Prime in the building here. Also, see, I mean, hey, everyone, we're, we are all working working people over here. This is emerging emergency pod here. Uh, Prime is checking in from the car as well. Uh, Prime, how you feeling? I, I mean, you got a mask on. Are you uh, afraid of uh, how no, you how I wrote you? I got I got a passenger with me. I got a passenger. <laughs> okay, with me. okay. Are you, how um, you feeling, my guy? I, I couldn't be more disappointed to be an Eagles fan right now, man. Real tough. That's 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 where the point I'm at right now. I'm so disappointed in this organization on how they handle that shit. The fan base. I really don't care who takes what, what way. I've been quiet for so long. My frustration, like, uh, uh, I think. Somebody had mentioned about having a hole in their stomach. That's how I feel right now. I'm like, I feel empty inside, man, knowing that we just got rid of our franchise quarterback for that. For that little bit of shit that we just got in return, that's what I'm so upset about right now. Um, I'm not taking nothing away from Jalen, man. Let me make that very clear. You're a quarterback going forward, depending on what how he decides to do in this goddamn draft. Um, but, hey, listen, man, um, you know, if, if you're a quarterback going forward, I bleed green. I'm going to go ahead and stick. Trust me, I stuck with worse. The Detmer brothers, Rodney mm-hmm. Pete, uh, uh, Randall, Donovan, I, I, I dealt with highs, lows. So, you know what I mean? I got I got your back, you know what I mean, because you are a quarterback going forward. But still, how they handle the whole, the whole Carson Wentz. Uh, and, and, and I'm not going to go ahead and just put it like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to leave the situation alone that the fact that he didn't say nothing or he didn't comment at all, that does bother me as a fan, somebody that's really, really stuck it out with this dude. I mean, going going up against you guys, going up against other fan bases, going up against people here at work. Like, just the fact that no comment whatsoever, dude, did not make the situation any easier as well. But that's where I'm at right now, man. Uh, I mean, eventually I will get over this shit, but you're asking me how I feel? I'm pissed, man. I'm really pissed right now. I mean, well said. I mean, I mean, Prime. Uh, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah. I mean, we all, we all, we all repped uh, Wentz, and we saw, we saw the bright future. Uh, even, even from the the first time he set foot uh, against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know, I, I said, I, I pregame, I sat out there with, with a sign with E with the a sign like, thank, thank you for a franchise quarterback, Cleveland. Blah blah blah. Like it's, you know, yeah. To, to see how it. It ended so quickly, you know. Again, like Prime mentioned, you know, like we've we've seen the organization not do right by like guys like Cunningham, like uh, like McNabb, like. And this is kind of like a wake up moment, and for the for the organization to start thinking about, you have to start building around your players, and and whatever it, it takes to do that, whether it getting your guys weapons, uh, you know how important that is. Um, about building the right culture in, in the locker room where there's not so much people speaking out amongst the locker room. Um, but the, I, I think the, the whole idea is that, in, from what I've been hearing, is like Howie is a common denominator for a lot of the 
anger and a lot of uh, resentment from some of these players in the locker room. The, the way that they're feeling about Howard Roseman, they, they'd go go elsewhere to take less because that's how the yeah. situation seems to be at this moment. Um, and if there was a tell-all book of the players and what they would like to say about this team, I'd like to read it because, uh, you know, the stuff that I'm hearing is so wild that you can't, you can't talk about everything you hear, but the stuff that I've been hearing has been pretty wild. I think um, – I'm just, I'm just wondering where we go next from here. Yeah, and I really think that one of the most disappointing things that has really come from all this is just not, not so much of the the Wentz trade. Obviously, everyone's uh, disgruntled about that, but just the fact of how we just moved on from an entire coaching regime in this past off season, and our thought process going into this next year was somewhere along the lines of like. You know, I would love to see Carson Wentz with a with a different coaching staff, see if he's able to turn this around. And because I think that a lot of us feel that Carson Wentz, there is a really good quarterback that is inside of him that, that can be brought back to life. And I think Frank Reich, don't get me wrong, I think he's the type of guy that should that Carson Wentz should be in his hands. And that who can that is who can turn Carson Wentz around. But I think it's just super disappointing considering all that we gave up years ago in order to move up and go and acquire Wentz that we're just throwing it away. And on top of that, now we've got no direction. Well, I thought that we were directionless like before this. I saw a comment that was in here and it mentioned how, you know, it sounds like a funeral in here because we, I think we still have a lot of talent on this team. I think we have some talent on this team. Uh, to be honest with you right now, where we stand prior to this draft, I think we're one of the worst teams in the league right now. So I, that, that's just where I'm sitting right now. We have an inexperienced coaching staff. We've got no franchise quarterback. We've got an offensive line that's in shambles. We've got no leader on defense. Tell me, convince me that we'll win more than five games this year. I can't. Not yeah. just convince you, convince all of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing, guys. Like, I'm, I'm from Cleveland, so, like, whenever anything like this like goes down kind of like what Gail was saying, how you guys are sitting out in the parking lot with D before uh, the game, his first game, saying like, oh, thank you, Cleveland, for our franchise quarterback kind of thing. And now you turn around and like, I see nothing but Browns fans popping jokes and shit on the timeline. It's like, if we really want to think about it, like as of right now, like we're down with like the Houston Texans of the league or like the, the 2000s Browns or like the Chargers on draft night whenever Eli by Manning requests a trade like that's how low this organization is and I said it in the group chat before we, we came on in here but you know I could honestly see us being that type of organization where like we pick somebody on draft night and they're like nah I don't want to go to Philly <laughs> yeah I can say imagine, it imagine when that's some folks like an, El- an Elway who's like uh you know Elway Elway is supposed to go to like, the Colts Mm-hmm. And you backed out of that? Yeah. I mean, it's bad, Eli man. With the Chargers, yeah. Like, like, we almost, like, if you put up a poll and said, would you be willing to, like, hold, like, literally surround the building, human wall, so that how we couldn't draft the picks? Every, it would be 100%. And, like, that's bad that a fan base, like, could be a lot could, of people. Like, like, people would, like, jump in front of his car to stop him from drafting these picks. And that's the thing. It's like, no matter what compensation you got, it's like, do you trust this guy to lead your team? And then on top of it is like you hear all these things about like oh like like how like how we like who's the big thing is like everyone's like once once out like everyone's taking everything like like everything's pointing back to him it's like but then Schefter's like it's not coming from him it's not coming from his agents so who's it coming from it's coming from Howie because the dude he succeeded in fooling so many fan fans and like it got to the point where, like it was so annoying like 
people just fell right into it. Like, everyone's like, oh, like, this guy doesn't want to play for the city, this and that. And he didn't say a word. And, like, everyone can say he's not saying a word because he doesn't care. It's like, what if he's handcuffed and he can't talk? And the one that, thing that, with him that, is, that, like, hey, go, that's, Prime. That's, that, no, I'm sorry, Chris. That's the thing, man. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's the thing that's upsetting, too. I just read a comment there that our quarterback is acting like a prima donna. Our whole organization is acting like a fucking prima donna. Nobody, not our general manager, not our president, not our owner, nobody took the fucking initiative to come out and say anything about anything. I mean, there's organizations that are worse than us, fan base that are worse than us, and we get at least two comments out of them. We didn't get shit out of nobody. So I'm not just going to put it on Carson not to say anything. You're right, Chris. It might be the fact that he might be handcuffed. He didn't get the ability or, or, or the chance to go ahead and say anything because of the control that this asshole Howie wants to go ahead and put on. <laughs> no problem. Prime save Prime. Don't get too heated now. <laughs> Prime about, about to swirl real quick. No, but I, I mean, somebody it, else off. Again, like uh, whatever, what, whatever, whatever the BS that we've all had to deal with as a fan base, or what this team has uh, internally has had had to deal with, all eyes are on Howie. Like you know, what is that? Was that yeah. a Tupac album? All eyes on all me. All eyes on me. All eyes on, all me. Eyes on Howie. All eyes <laughs> on me. How Howie has got all eyes on him. But I, I've shifted my eyes to to uh, Jeffrey Lurie. Jeffrey Lurie has to take a blame. And like like Prime said, I I, I am so interested. I am so interested in watching this press conference and uh, seeing what they say, the delicate words they choose, because they know yeah. that every word is going to be picked apart. Mm-hmm. And, how, and you're going to have to look at the fan base and say, how did we get here? How did we pay yeah. a man uh, hundreds of millions of dollars and one year later you trade him? Or how, how could you go from I, I support my quarterback, I give him the money, and then I draft a quarterback in the second round? Like, I, I understand. Like, I, I understand what I've seen from Carson Wentz. I went back and watched the film. Hopefully, all you all you people have. Uh, I don't understand how he got here and how di- how alarming it was from to watch him as bad he was as his mechanics were in week one to the last snap that he had uh, in the Green Bay Packers game. He was a former shell of himself. So if they if they if they saw something in him that they couldn't believe that. Um, he could get back from this is where it was at because you were like we're not the trade value they as soon as they sat him they knew what they were going to do they knew how he was going to react they knew what it was going to do what it was going to spark everybody knew that so if they put him on the field and his he played four terrible more games his his stock would have uh you know even dropped even lower um but again in the nfl people believe they can fix people uh, i think frank reich and uh, you know he, he he is the right guy. Um, it will suck. Like the fact that we have to root on the Colts so we can get that first round pick. Yeah, is, Carson is got a man. I I really think Carson has a strong sa- uh, chance for success there. Uh, yes. That yeah. offensive line, he's got offensive weapons just falling out of his ass. I mean, Philip Rivers at the age up. of ninety seven did pretty well, so I think he will. Absolutely, yeah. man. He's going to kill um, it over there. He's gonna shit on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope he shits on everybody's fantasy. I hope he kills your fantasy. I hope he kills your your your, your, well, your football pool for the week. He's gonna shit on everybody. And I'm telling you right now, I said it before and I'm gonna say it again. 
I'm getting me a Carson Wentz Indianapolis coach jersey. You got a bathroom, huh? Oh man, man. Uh... <laughs> I mean, dude, the one the one problem with um here is when it comes to like it's just super recency bias and like bias of all all how it goes. Like, dude, you see other quarterbacks struggle and people are like, Well, why is he struggling? And then people literally go through the analysis, like like what's going on from snap to throw and then after. And then when it comes to him, it's like everything's his fault, blah, blah, blah. And then in the Super Bowl, like the thing, like people were talking about Mahomes struggling with an offensive line and immediately everyone's like, don't you dare compare like the two talents of Mahomes and what it's like, you're not comparing the talents of the two players. The point is that if someone as good and as talented as Mahomes is struggling because he's running for his life, because someone who's getting paid 20 million less than Mahomes and Wentz and who you don't respect or think he's nearly as close, he's going to struggle. I mean, we had, we, we set a record for the most offensive line, line changes. Um, we had 10 plus injuries. I mean, dude, I'm not absolving the guy's issues. Like Wentz failed in so many ways he hurt himself he wasn't good in the clean pocket but at the same time it's like he played some of his best football against the best teams against baltimore second half of the game he was he was great um washington the first game of the year the first half was phenomenal and then it, yeah. and it's the steelers he was phenomenal that's why it's it, it made it was so bizarre like it, it was such an unprecedented thing to see a guy that could look like an mvp candidate and then he would regress and look like he had like he forgot what he was doing before he even started playing football. And the thing is, people, they fail to acknowledge how bad it was around him. I mean, the play calling was bad. The usage of the players was bad. Like, there's a reason why the coaching staff is gone. Like, and there's a reason why Carson's gone. It's like it was complete, like, failure top to bottom. And people should be focusing on that and not just Carson Wentz because he's one player and he's not here anymore. So let's talk about how we're going to rebuild, how we're going to uh, keep Howie out of the building during draft night. Like, I, I right. don't know, man. Like, Changing his codes. <laughs> you got to change those um, lock codes. I said it, man. <laughs> we, 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 we could definitely do that. Uh, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to. I just want to give a shout out to all the people in the chat. Um, again, if you if you want to chime in, if you want in, you want to speak your piece. I know there's some there's some real spicy. Shout out to Fab down here. We lose Gail. Uh oh, singing. I'm hearing some auto tune. <laughs> How we how we hacked the how ball? We, yeah, Howie Roseman got to him and pulled the yeah. plug. No. Howie Roseman got him. Pulled the plug, he baby. He went through the matrix and he got him. Yeah, no, yeah it's, now it's, go back to what you were saying, man. Uh, I, I said it earlier in the week on on the timeline too. I would love to see anybody who's criticizing Carson Wentz right now go out there and get smacked in the face 116 times in 12 games, 11 and a half games by NFL defensive ends and NFL line. Backers and tell me that you're not skittish and you can make a, a good pass in the NFL. But it's like, oh, if he's injury prone, like, how did he not get hurt this year? Did you got tossed around every single game? Yeah. And I, I mean, got destroyed. You at- and you mentioned it earlier when you said about the Colts were going to do things to add uh, pieces around that first and second round pick. And, you know, it's probably exciting that Ballard's going to make great moves to build around Carson. That's exactly what we didn't do for Carson Wentz. And instead, you see all these holes and all these problems. It's like, well, once again, we're back to Howie 
effing Roseman. And, you know, yeah. people can talk trash on Carson Wentz all they want. He's gone now. I'm not out here, like, trying to defend him. But the point is, we talked about the last couple of weeks. He hasn't said anything, and Chris mentioned it. A bunch of people mentioned it now. Maybe he wasn't allowed to say things because certain things had happened, which a lot of people don't know about. Uh, and that is the case, guys. Uh, so maybe pump the brakes. He's a good dude. And Howie lit this thing on fire, and it's been on fire ever since the Seahawks concussion game. So this was the writing was on the wall. Just a lot of us didn't want to see it. It's just hard to take in right now, and it's scary to think of what Howie. You know, he's dude. He got rid of everyone in his way. Now he's old King Joffrey out here by himself. So I'm scared shitless. So, and so now we're sitting here. We're we're sitting here at the sixth pick overall. We've been talking about for weeks. I know, uh, Chris, you and and Gail were just recording a Jamar Chase episode, yep. talking about uh, you know all, we've been dying. We've been we've been you know frothing at the mouth thinking about these wide receivers that are coming out. This throws a whole a total monkey wrench in the entire thing right here. Yeah, because I'm sitting right here at with, at the sixth pick overall, and like this is the wheelhouse to go get. A uh, a franchise quarterback. So if we're already here, are you guys sit like sitting put uh, sitting put at six, or are you trading up possibly to get Fields or uh, Taylor? Like, what, what, where's your guys' minds at right now? Or Wilson? I'm sorry. It's really tough. I, uh, I mean, it all starts on where the Eagles really view uh, Jalen Hurts. I mean. Adam Schefter an hour ago had a report that they're going to bring in someone to compete with Jalen. That could be coming from Howie to try to bump up the price and value of the sixth pick and try to get someone to move up. Who yeah. knows? Because there's been rumors all week saying that the Eagles are going to take a quarterback at six. Is that true? Are they? Uh, is Howie saying that to pump up the value? Um, my whole thing is the Eagles – like the, the failure of Wentz, it, it's done. But the thing is, you have to take it, the failure as a lesson. You can't do the same, continue to do the same thing. Um, it's the method of um, insanity. I mean, don't fail Hurts like you did Wentz. You, we were never in a position to get a player this talented like Jamar Chase because Wentz never had us this bad. Now we are going to be in a position to get a guy like him. So you build around him, and if you put him in such like a in such a, a position that he can't fail almost unless it's on him. That if he does fall on his face, it points at one person, it points at Howie, and then you at least have the players in place for another quarterback. Because if you bring in Jamar Chase, you get Nick Sirianni to bring out um the best of Dallas Goddard, the best of Miles Sanders, Jalen Rager, Hyon Hightower, Quez Watkins, and you protect him with the line. Because I don't think that we're going to have – hopefully we don't have as many injuries as last year. But it's a big difference. I mean – Who knows? I, I, I think you have to roll with Jalen Hurts yeah. at this point, and you just give the dude as much help uh, – on and off the field to succeed and just roll with it. Am I interested in other quarterbacks? Absolutely, because um, you you don't really know what Jalen Hurts is yet. That being said, you don't know what Jalen Hurts is and what he could be yeah. with a, a better offensive line and weapons around him. Absolutely, I yeah, think I've, you got to give the Jalen Hurts a chance, especially since you used a second yeah. round pick. But you also got to look at the fact that you are at pick six, and this is something I've been talking about for weeks. Uh, quarterback has been a possibility even before Wentz was traded. Because this is Howie Roseman. He talks about quarterback factory. Well, you're in a position right now to get yourself a franchise quarterback. And Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. So maybe they don't feel that way. And, look, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I want us to get someone like Jamar Chase, trade back, get a Kyle Pitts. I mean, I want to see a playmaker on this team. But, I I mean, Howie, if you're looking at it through his eyes – a quarterback is on the table now, man. Uh, it's over 50% here. I had Chris and I had Evan, both of you guys, on this past week. And it's – dude, we talked about this possibility, and here we are. And, oh, my God, that little turd could definitely take one of these quarterbacks. And, you know, but once again, how many times do you find yourself in the top ten? At six, 
right now to get yourself a franchise QB. So they're definitely thinking about it. Yeah. One, yeah. I want to address one of the comments in here. So it says right here, I love Wentz, but these takes are horrible. Okay. And then it says Wentz had help in 2017 and 2018. It's like, yeah. And what happened? He had 33 touchdowns, only seven interceptions, 100.1 uh, quarterback rating. The next year, 21 intercept uh, touchdowns, only seven interceptions, 102% uh, rating. And he's been like a career, like 69% completion rating guy. I mean, that's the point, though. It's like he had help in those years. He had a little bit better protection. And what good. happened? <laughs> he was successful. And that's what she shows you the last two years when he didn't have as much help, when we had all the injuries, when Doug, his play calling really regressed. I mean, we, we were barely using Miles. And then it's it's crazy though. I mean, the the slide that we have with this guy is like insane. I mean, you you saw what he did at the end of the end of the year when he finally started uh uh catching um catching on last year. Um, and they won the four games. And unfortunately, Jadavion Clowney speared him in the back of the head. And then that just started the clock on all this. Yeah, and I'd love to live in the past too and talk about seventeen and eighteen. But let's be real; it's not a take; it's the truth. Uh, he had help in those years, and then what has he done? The last couple of years. Oh, he drafted Jalen Hurts and Davian Taylor. Oh, Kayvon Wallace after. Oh, you're right. So he did give him. Oh, no. He forgot he Clayton Thorson. And, and DK Metcalf yeah, and Justin Thorson. Jefferson. Oh, wait. No, yeah. he, he didn't do that. Yeah, thanks yeah. for your input. I mean, I mean lo looking at that 2017-2018 team, like the year that we won the Super Bowl, uh, I'm, I'm looking at a guy like Jason Peters, right? Who was, you know, he was, he's a hall of fame player, great player, but he was very clearly in the back end of his he career. That, that should have been his final run right there. And then we're moving forward into last season with Jason Peters. And albeit it was because of injuries, he, but he was on our starting line. Like, what do you expect to happen? We didn't continue to put people around Carson Wentz to help him succeed. We just kind of hoped that we would be able to string out these guys as long as possible. It doesn't work like that. You need to constantly supply help around him. And what we did to him with the offensive line was a complete disservice. I mean, Carson Wentz was hit more than like any other Eagles quarterback ever this past season. So yeah. Hey, his first in sacks taken and second in quarterback hits. That was great. I mean, his, his first 11 dropbacks this season, he was hit six, six times and he sacked four times. Um, so, I, like, again, that's how it started. And, uh, you know, kind of kind of like – kind of like uh, that was the story of this year and this season. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, what did I miss? Uh, I have bad connection over here, you know. Oh, while you were going, we got into the stock market a little bit because we, we thought maybe that would cheer us up. Oh yeah, huge <laughs> coin. Okay, okay. Um, we we gotta oh, yeah. we gotta figure out something to keep us alive. Did it? Did we have any? Uh, do we have any takers in the in the comments to tell us why we should be drafting a quarterback at six? Or anyone anybody on this show right now that. Wants to talk about the idea. That's of what we were just talking about. Well, that, 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 yeah. that is we what just we were actually just talking about. Mm -hmm. In reality, was that I was saying how you know we're already sitting here at six and we need a franchise quarterback. Gail, where do you stand? Would you trade up? Would you stay put at six? Would you move forward next year with Hertz? What's your plan? Like right now, I'm I'm on uh, Team Jamar Chase. I, I feel like uh, if 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 you can't Big like time. and again, and I can't say that I believe Hertz is like the answer after like you want me to judge his career after four games like how the dude didn't have an off season didn't have OTAs so how can I, how can I sit here cruises, even, bro. 
it is the situation. It, it is the situation. But if if I'm gonna think like uh, these goofies uh, and how Howie, Howie Roseman, like whoever is the starting quarterback is going to be his meal ticket. Is is going to uh, be his longevity for his his his, his job security. So like if he, if he if he doesn't believe in Jalen Hurts, he's going to get himself a quarterback that he yeah. can groom. And uh, but again, like it's you know how many fucking I, I, rebids does Howie get to be a part of? Like right? for real, like, no, like uh, how many does if, he get to be a part of? Too I'm, many. If, if, I'll, give if it, they I'll give you the Tom Brady. <laughs> but at least we have the you know the target is on his back. There's no there's no one else to blame it. You can't blame we, anyone else, man. It's, we it's thought here. that the target's been on his back already. Yeah. Like we literally thought when when John Dorsey was in the building this past year, we're like, all right, Howie's in the hot seat. Finally, we're gonna have some guy that is competent that is drafting for us. Okay, well now now John Dorsey's gone, and we've been told that Howie Roseman has full control. After last year, after we saw what he did this past season, after we see how he supplies this team, like. At, I, I have no confidence that they're ever going to break that. But he, whatever Howie Roseman has on Jeff Lurie, that shit he's taken to the grave. Yeah, he's got his. He's got the nudes. He's got the nudes. I, was, uh, I saw something in the chat, and I uh, I was actually going to say it too, and I agree with the person in the chat. I forget who it was. It popped up so fast. But um, if we roll with Hertz and he proves to not be the guy, and we're a bad team next year, we're we're probably back in the same position. So taking a quarterback this year might not help us in the long run because you don't get Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitt, any of those guys. You find out about Hurts for one year, and if he stinks, you know, we're looking at next year then. Maybe, you know, the kid from North Carolina, who knows? Mm-hmm. What's his name? Howell? How Howell. Sam Howell. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sam Howell. Yeah, I was trying to remember. I was like, it's something like that. I, I just yeah, think you, like, if, you have, if you haven't learned from last year, like, I mean, when are you going to start building around your quarterback? Like, gotta are, give are him you, something to throw to. Again, even Jalen Hurts got sacked thirteen times. You talk sixty-five yeah, sacks mauled. this season. Sixty-five sacks, one hundred and sixty yeah, quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah, I that's mean, insane. our quarterbacks are taking a beating. At the end of the day, I mean, that's uh, you have to start looking at. I mean, again, if swells there, you're like, hey, yeah, I take a, a lineman if he's there. Uh, Swell's a monster, again, yeah. And the, and look, I don't look know, at, man. I could I could see him drafting a quarterback, though. I could see it. I could see it. It's on the table. It. Look, look at it. the difference, though, between Indianapolis and Philadelphia. I mean, that we've been the ones that have been tied together this entire offseason. Don't doesn't their offensive line have four out of their five offensive linemen? Aren't they first round picks? Oh, they're good. And it was five. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, really they got, so like that's what I'm saying is like that is the the formula in order to get a good offensive Starts line. Starts in the trenches, just, baby. It, it really does. You don't just pa- – you can't do patchwork there. Yeah. And that's exactly I, what yeah. they're doing at 21. They're going to left tackle because that's all they need to protect Carson. They already have the weapons because yep. they've been building it. They've had the pieces in place for a couple of years now. All they needed was a quarterback. They thought that Rivers might be it, so they gave him a one-year rental. Whenever that didn't work out, they said, okay, let's go ahead and give this, you know, talks with the Eagles a shot or whatever. Now they have a young franchise quarterback. All they have to do is get a left tackle to protect them, and they have five offensive linemen that are first-round picks again. Yep. And that's yep. the thing, though. Like, what do you guys think it takes for Howie to get fired? I mean, I think does Hurts 
um, falling on his face? Does that do it? Or will it take no. like Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis and winning a Super Bowl and rubbing it in his face? Like, do you think that would get it done? Because like it sucks though. Because like I I don't know what what it is to get rid of the guy because like it, it is I mean, it is insane because the, what he has done <laughs> like the his poor drafts and decisions. Minus 2017 is what gets you here. I mean, the draft class of Nate Gary, he's the only player in that draft that's left on this team. And we don't even – we would pay to get that guy off our roster right now. I mean, Derek Barnett is a high him, pick. I... Yeah, like Derek Barnett, we don't even know if we want to keep him for $10 million. Yeah, like it, it's that bad right now. I mean, there's there's not a lot of blue chip players. We were down on the cap, and we have over twenty three free agents right now. And it's just, and we're taking yeah. on an, a, a huge cap hit with Wentz not being here just to get rid of him. And I don't I don't see I'm nobody funny. else wanting to come here. It's funny you said that, Chris, because like I, uh, I mean, you guys know I'm really into the numbers, and everything else like that. So we're only saving eight hundred. K against the cap, if I remember right, by trading Wentz, take yep. on the NFL record 33.8 million in dead cap. Um, we have the second oldest roster in the NFL, and depending on what cap sits, we're around negative 41 million in cap space on top of already being the oldest roster. So, whenever uh, we got into the whole discussion about what's going to get how we fired. The only thing that's going to get Howie fired is if we're in this position in five years, though. <laughs> it, like I said, as soon as we trade Carson Wentz, we signed off on this rebuild. Jeff yep. Flurry, for whatever reason, signed off on this rebuild with Howie. He's going to let Howie do his thing, like I said, for the next three to five years. So the only thing that's going to get him fired is if some scandal comes out or we're in the same spot in five years. Yeah. So J- yeah, Jimmy I'm a, Blanco, I'm plot on that scandal. J- Jimmy Blanco <laughs> brings up a Chip Kelly, Sam Hinkie esque uh, path to for to our future. What do you guys think? All right, we're already in shambles right now. We're in cap hell. Do we just do we just dive all the way in? We just sell sell the team, acquire assets, fix our cap situation, then come back in a couple of years. Where do much. you guys stand on that? Yeah, that's wanna, pretty much what we're doing. Say- yeah. I don't want yeah, to say probably. That that's what we should do. I just have a feeling that that's what we're going to end up doing. Yeah, well, you, it's I already mean, begun. But guys yeah, like look, Fletcher Cox should not move on because, like those those, they're dead. Got to restructure so, Fletcher. Yeah, yeah. That's like a twenty-three I mean, million dollar cap hit. I'm not talking yeah. about they're, everyone they're that he listed, but I'm talking about enough. just. I'm talking about dumping some of our higher assets that we would be able to to yeah, acquire yeah. some more draft picks because that's where we need to build through is yeah. rookie contracts right now. Yep. Yeah, so let's let's. Yeah, look I think at we it. should. Let's, uh, let's look at it from like a. It's core on the table. Who are, yeah. who are your core players right now? You got Lane. You got Brandon Brooks. Ma- you got Darius Slay. Miles Sanders. Cox. Yeah, Miles you got Miles Sanders. Dallas Miles Goddard. Sanders baby. Is the, Dallas Goddard. He's what twenty. He'll be twenty six if I remember right. Miles is turning twenty five. Other than that, your three big players. Fletcher's turning thirty this season. Lane Johnson turns 32 this season. Brandon Brooks turns 33 at the end of the season. And they're all on massive contracts. Brandon Brooks is the highest paid right guard. Lane Johnson's the highest paid right tackle. Fletcher Cox is the third highest paid defensive tackle and has the highest defensive tackle cap at the NFL this season. So at what point do you look at it as a fire sale? You know, uh, these are guys 
at some point we knew we're going to have to go. So is it really a fire sale yeah. as much as it is a retooling of the, the, you know, the roster at some point? I We've mean, talked it, about it for months. It all those guys it. had yeah. to go. Exactly. So it wasn't just this. This all had to be done when you're 40 million yeah. in cap hell. And we talked about the fact that you're taking on this 33 million dead cap. The cap savings is 852,000, like 938, something along those lines. Next year, though, $30 million saved. So we talk about a few year rebuild. You got to look at the yeah. long term. Uh, and I get it. This sucks and it's a crap haul. I don't like it. But if that pick turns into a first and sure, maybe it's in the twenties, even late twenties. I, I still am going to get excited next year if we suck and we've got a really high pick and then maybe a lower end pick. And you never know uh, there's some really nice young pieces on this team. Uh, I'm trying to stay optimistic here, but uh, trust me for the last couple of hours, I've been straight pissed off at Howie, uh, but that's been the last few days. We've heard uh, the chatter of what he's been actually up to. And uh, this it's hard to be excited about a move like this, you know what I mean? Uh, and especially when you know a rebuild's coming in the next few years. Yeah, I, I yeah, feel like with man. Howie, I've said this a lot, that like his weakness, like we've all talked about, is the draft. And he sometimes does well in free agency and trades. This time, obviously, he didn't dwell in the trades. Um, but I think that, I've been saying this for a long time, that sets you up with an old team, an expensive team, and then probably because of the old, an injury-prone team. And in the past couple of years, we've been old, we've been expensive, and we've had a lot of injuries. It's like our player's average age is going to be the same almost as the coach's average age at this point. We're moving in that direction right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. It's crazy. One thing I like about the, the thought of getting rid of Lane and getting rid of Brandon on top of already getting rid of Carson is kind of what Jamie alluded to is the cap savings for uh, the 2022 offseason. So you get rid of Lane, you get rid of Brandon Brooks, and you get already got rid of Carson. If you look at it that way, you go into the 2022 offseason with $84 million in cap space, and you don't necessarily have to nail every single draft pick like you do right now with the way our cap situation is. Yeah, the big thing yeah. is, like, if you look at what my, the Miami Dolphins did with Flores in their first year, like – they were bad the first year of Flores, but you could tell that they were building something. I mean, they were competitive. They had blue chip guys. You saw guys like Xavier Howard, and you saw other guys that were like stepping up. Devontae Parker uh, started to develop a little bit more on, under the system. And the big thing is that they traded uh, big name guys like Mika Fitzpatrick and some of their guys that were going to get a lot of money. Like the Eagles are trying are starting to do that now. The big thing is you have to hit on those picks. The, so let's say the Eagles aren't that good next year, but they have another high pick and they have the Colts pick, and then they have $84 million in cap. You can mirror kind of what the Miami did and surprise people and have like a really fast rebuild. That being said is you need to make sure that the coaches uh, are developing these guys and making sure that um, you have the right mentality on and off the field. You need to make sure that the medical staff is finally getting stuff done because it's honestly been a disgrace the last three, four years with the medical staff because they'll say, oh, this guy's out for a week and uh, we're going to evaluate later. And then he ends up being on the IR about five hours later. I mean, it's pretty crazy. But that being said is there's hope there. I mean, the problem is we're old and there's not too many blue chip guys, but um, if Nick Cianni and his new staff, who has a proven track record the last couple of years developing guys, can uh, can turn the tide, I mean, th there's a lot to look forward to, but they have to get it right, and Howie needs to pass the keys over for the draft because he's not getting it done. And all the rumors, and from what we hear, is the, the scouts are picking the right guys. Howie's just going rogue and not doing listening to them. 
Yeah. Uh, it's only yeah. in how fashion. I, I think um, – but, I mean, the, the one thing, like, if, if, if this team is going to move forward with Jalen Hurts, you have a quarterback who's working in that rookie deal, right, that, that, that window good, frame. Yeah. And then you have a quarterback that's paying – he wasn't going to play for, like, $1.2 million. Uh, his The next, what, four years, it's going to be, like, $6 million in in total is what we're paying him. So you you have a quarterback here at a cheap rate. If he can ball ball on a budget, that would help. Um, but again, you know there was I saw a couple of tweets out there saying that uh, you know they're going to make him compete. They they even announced that it's his job right now. But I, I think that's the problem with a football team with no identity. You take on the identity of your head coach, your quarterback. We have a rook, we have a rookie head coach who's has training wheels on put on him by Howie Roseman. And Lurie, uh, we have a a team that doesn't even know who their starting quarterback is. Uh, I mean, we in theory we could say Jalen Hurts, um, but it is what it is. Right, right now we don't we don't even know who our starting quarterback is. Um, so they're going to have to nail the draft. It's the most important important piece is the guy who's selecting these players. Hopefully, Howie Roseman can listen listen to his scouts because um, I think there's going to be a whole bunch of turmoil. They go another year, and, and you know they, they go in the opposite direction of what their their, their scouts are saying. Uh, Soko, I, I know a couple didn't a couple scouts get fired earlier this year. Yeah, we had Eagles. two scouts get released, and uh, they're regional scouts, so not any of the big guys. But um, they were it was the head of, of the southeast. And the assistant to the southwest, if I remember right. Uh, oh, yeah, man. at least we brought in a new medical staff. That gets me excited. Uh, but the cap <laughs> hit is 1.36 mil, I believe, on Jalen Hurts. So it's very low cost. And But you use a second-round pick. So I'd like to find out what we could get from the kid, to be honest with you. And to answer the other yeah. – question it wasn't really a complete sentence from gary or gray gary something like that it's something about why we can't see uh i think the fact is we do see uh that how we created this crap drama that now forced us to make a trade for a third and conditional second so that is what people are upset about we do see it uh and carmen asked why is larry so blind i don't think why i don't think he's as blind as we might think he is I think he's he's a part of this pro- he's a part of this problem. Like, mm-hmm. and if he if if he knows how he's taking the heat for some of the shit he's pulled behind the scenes, then for him it's a it's a it's a good place to be. But I, you can't. There's no more running. There's no hiding. Uh, we're all sitting here, uh, like, uh, just you know, like Eagle fans are feeling us throw away right now. You're like, hey, don't don't like like prop. Don't mess with us. Don't mess with our Eagles. This is this is our happy place. This is our. We're passionate about our birds, and if you start messing with the the, the vibe of the Eagles, people take highly offense to that. And that's sure. and so let's let's think about this dynamic as well. So we just did the entire season uh, with no fans, right? And Lord knows they would have heard us during these games. Can you uh, like imagine how short the leash is going to be this year if there are fans in that stadium? You know, God bless yeah, whoever short. ends up being the quarterback of this team because you are stepping into the fucking gauntlet, man. Uh, they, they, we, as a fan base, everybody is angry. 
with what is going on in this organization. There's no confidence going on. But I know if I know Eagles fans as well as I think I know Eagles fans, they're still <laughs> going to show up to these games. They're going to make themselves hurt. Yeah, I love. Hunter's well, they're going to hear it, dude. Whether we're loud in or not, I'll be yeah, yelling from the parking lot. That's a great comment by Hunter right there. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Doyle says, "Hear me out." Round one, Fields. Round two, Trask. Round three, Mond. Round three, Newman. Round three, Franks. Hillinger, Book, Costello. That's Mason. a Howie draft. That that it that would be a that's a, a factory right there. That factory is rolling now. QB, QB, QB yeah, yeah right. Come on, I mean, again, like our, our QB position right now is is a question mark. I had posted a, a tweet uh, yesterday, just just realizing. How, how bad it has been at times. The fact that we had Mark Sanchez, Tim Tebow, and Sam Bradford on the roster at the same time. And Barkley. hurts over any of them. And, 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 and Barkley. And Barkley. It, 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 it tells you where this uh, fan, fan uh, this franchise has been in moments. So I, I, I do not trust the, uh, I do not trust the uh, front office right now. That's the only thing that keeps me up. And, and what, one thing that I think is like kind of being like, not pushed aside or anything like that, but dude, it is hard to find a franchise quarterback. Like you don't just stumble upon one on the street. I think we really took for granted while we had Carson Wentz here, just that was that one less thing that we had to worry about and filling like the holes out on this team. You just mentioned we had a team that had Tim Tebow, Matt Barkley, Mark Sanchez, all on the same roster. Like that is what we're heading back towards right now. We're headed back towards just complete, utter confusion at the quarterback position. Um, I, it's, and I think there are going to be people that were, you know, uh, pushing Wentz out of town. I, and don't get me wrong. I I've, I kind of wanted this trade to go down. I wanted better return for it. But there's going to be a lot of uh, Wentz apologists, I think, next year uh, when we see what we are actually moving forward with in the quarterback position. And let's, let's yeah. be honest here. Let, actually, just let me play devil's advocate with everybody for a minute, including the audience. You know, shoot me if I'm wrong. Um, I talked to some people, some some reporters around the organization that are a lot closer to the situation than I am. Obviously, I'm in Florida. Um, I can't help that I'm not around Philly. I would be if I could, but uh, I'm not. And there's, they were saying that there's legitimately players on the offense that hate Carson, hate him as a player and a person, do not like who he is, doesn't like the narrative that he pushes. So if that's if it's a quarterback that can't get along with their players and can't get along with their coach and isn't getting along with the front office, you know, maybe he's just not right for your team. And that's a fact that I don't think a lot of us are accepting at this point. No, I, I, I mean, like well, as much that, meddling. It's not, I, it's not, hold on, hold on. It's not, it's not that we're not, it's not that we're not accepting it. It's just that it would just be nice to hear something about it. Regardless, if that is the truth, okay, say something about it. Everybody feels like they got this stuff that they want to get off their chest and get it off your chest. I mean, it's hearsay, you know, all the time. I just want to know facts, but not knowing nothing at all. I can't tell you whether I believe it, whether I don't believe it. Who knows? Hopefully something will come out in the next couple of days. You know what I mean? Maybe Carson will go ahead and drop a pair and speak up about it in Indianapolis. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But that's just, a, again, as a fan, frustrating knowing that we can't get nothing out of anybody about the situation period is where it's just and I and, and I, I want a real quick comment because I'm about to I'm about to go ahead and step off but anybody that's trying to get rid of their tickets because we're going to suck I'll take them <laughs> I'll go with the bubble boy I'll be there 
I'll travel to Cincinnati. I'll take them. I've heard right. some. I've heard some fans already like, "Oh, I'm about to give up my tickets." I'm like, "Hey, uh, hell yeah, if jerseys, good, I'll take tickets." <laughs> I'll let me. Don't, hey, I'll hey, don't. Me. First of all, hey, fan base, don't, don't be, don't be burning no jerseys. Don't be. No. No and if you're like that, you, you never yeah. even belonged here because yeah, we've been yeah, way yeah, through yeah. worse, man. Jerseys, if you could man. see Dawkins and Reggie White leave, trust me, this isn't that bad, guys. I even saw someone earlier before I hopped on. They put up the video that was like become the cliche joke, like you fake like you're going to burn the jersey. And he was doing it on top of his bed. I'm like, you imagine if you lit your entire room up just for a dumb That would be awesome. That would be freaking stupid. I feel like that's what that guy deserves. fire. That would be on fire. I feel like I want to see that video. Yeah. Got to burn Yeah, I mean, well, before before we get we get out of here, guys, uh, does anyone else have anything they want wanted to get off their chest before we get out of? Here? Yeah, I mean, I've been do- I've been doing a bunch of shows for the draft, and like this is the perfect draft for how we to get it right. Uh, we have ten picks now. We have an, an additional third round pick. The the guys are there. It it just comes down to them evaluating and taking the right guys. The linebackers uh, are. The group is really deep. The safeties are really deep. The running backs are really deep. The wide receiver class is probably better than last year. And last year, they lit the NFL on fire. I mean, look at what those guys did. I mean, it, it really comes down to like them just doing their jobs for once because I we were at the Senior Bowl. We were looking at these guys, and that wasn't even including the other guys that aren't seniors like the Jamar Chase and the guys that, that weren't even at the Senior Bowl. Like, Alone at the Senior Bowl, they, they could have taken 10 guys with the 10 picks, and they would have starters across the board. So the whole thing is you got to get it right. Like, we're starting – we got to build a foundation with the with the right guys, with the right uh, – build the right culture, and move forward. You can, And the whole thing is you get, you got compensation for Carson. Don't don't waste the picks. You know what I mean? Because everyone talked about the Browns mm-hmm. getting all these first-round picks, and they sucked for so long. They didn't hit on those picks for a while. What happened? Um, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Andrew Barry came in, and um, Dorsey came in, and what did they do? They they built a roster, and they got them into the playoffs finally. Same thing with Kansas City. Uh, he he built a roster there too, and they got all the running backs. I got Mahomes, and look what happened. That we need to follow that and finally get some blue chip players here. Yeah, I'm I'm over the the whole cap guru thing and, and Howard Roseman. I need need <laughs> Howard Roseman to be a draft. Guru, that he is not, and he's already showed us that. But I feel like yeah. we need a draft guru in here to, to pick the right pieces. You know what saves money is nailing the draft. You nail the draft, you don't have to worry about the cap because you're nailing the draft, and you can bring in the free agent pieces. That's the most important piece, and that's the what I will leave you with. Hopefully, uh, you know we get there. Uh, Evan, did you have anything? To do? I, I was just going to say that I don't want Howie Roseman being my bag of my groceries guru. Get him the hell out of here. <laughs> no, I'll just say that Chris, Chris said the, the right stuff right there. We have to hit on the draft, and we all know that, and we're all scared that it's Howie Roseman. But Chris hit the nail on the head. This draft is loaded. So let's try to be a little bit excited, and maybe, just maybe, they'll get something right for once. I know that's – I know everybody's going to kill me for it. Now, don't you get Howie sucks. I get it. I hate him. But let's try to be positive, guys, and go birds. Go birds. Go right, birds. I, I, don't, I don't want any of our guys to get fired here. I know we're all working at the moment, but uh, we uh, had computer. to. We had to uh, do an emergency pod. And, um, again, Eagle fans, <laughs> buckle up. It's going to get very interesting. 
But as always, uh, for me and the guys, we'll see you guys soon. And uh, fly, Eagles, fly. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.